This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard, and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. All right, we're back for another episode, taking on all of your questions. But before we do that, a couple of housekeeping things. First of all, we have rookie takes. We both took Parramatta as a nice, easy, bankable win on Easter Monday last week. How'd that go? We've had we've had better bankers. That's um, yeah, that's, I would say so. That's the victor, the glory of the Coltrane Cup. There is there is some six and O people. There's a lot of them still. Greatest tipping comp on a yeah. And again, we obviously pushed it out of my Cowboys one I like because again, we haven't got the benefit of doing it on the weekends, me and you. But uh, with that banker and also the South Broncos upset has uh, got us both. Mm. And unfortunately, it's left us out of good tips options this week, mate. We can't pick uh, against the Tigers, come at South against the Tigers and cannot pick. Yeah, it's uh, not good. No, can't pick the Eels against the Knights either. We thought that was a good one. But I'm going with Brisbane at home against the Bulldogs. Hate it. Don't want to use another home tip, but kind of have to. Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys against the Titans. Yeah. Like, I'm not confident in picking. Um, Neither am I. I'm not wasting the storm against the Warriors at home. I'm yeah, not. they might lose that. They also might lose. That's always a weekend. Well, but I'm not in love with the Roosters against the Dragons. Mm. Like, the Roosters will win, but I yeah. just haven't loved how they're going and whatever. Don't love yeah. the Broncos one either, but I feel like the Broncos will win. Yeah. We're better at Suncorp. That's it. Not nothing amazing there, but that's there's, there's not a lot to go. Sorry, good picks this week, but you've got to start looking now for the coming weeks. And uh, like, I'm not picking it to Bulldogs next week, even though I could. Oh God, that's tough. Maybe you have to yeah. change that. Actually, I've, I have my weeks mixed up. I had my my tip for around eight in round nine in my head. The Bulldogs host the Roosters next week. God damn it. I'll, pay, I'll, I'll pick the Broncos still. Have okay. to. All right. And uh, we've got some rookie takes. If uh, you're a new listener to the show, rookie takes is our uh, weekly uh, segment where we get people to nominate the uh, worst opinions of the week in rugby league. And then we vote on the worst one. Um, you know, it, we're trying to make it more footy and less sort of upsetting racist or sexist off field stuff this year. And we've done that for the most part. Um uh, this week, got a few good contenders, but before we get to that one, we got last week's winner, which was uh, Eric Groth Jr., who attacked the security guard who tackled the woman, said he didn't need to do it. Good from, um, good from Groth. Good work, Eric. Um, all right. Have uh, This is in regards to the Dragons offside, not offside incident. Andrew Voss tweeted that he can come from an offside position so long as he doesn't touch the ball until it is in line or behind where the other player touched it. I believe that is the rule. Uh, yes. And Paul Jobber replied, that sets a very dangerous precedent, Vossi. <laughs> yes, the rules. Oh, oh, the rules. <laughs> yeah, it is very it. dangerous. We can't um, have them. Stephen Fennick, God help the NRL. A fair and legal tackle by Cameron McGuinness, M-C-G-I-N-N-I-S, is placed on report. If Pappenhausen's ankle didn't get caught under the tackle, it would be play on. Accidents happen. This makes out he deliberately hurt him. Another nail in the game's coffin. So if a tackle didn't go wrong, it'd go right. Correct. Uh, Christian Nicolucci. <laughs> uh, reckon Seagulls Ruben Garrick only has a year off knocking on the New South Wales Blues door. I love Nico, but come on. But where, come on. why? What position? On the wing? Because he's playing fullback at the moment, but he's just not 
good. He's he's I like it's Ruben fine. Garrick, but he's behind Brian Toto, Daniel Tupo, Alex Johnston, several other guys. Now this is often know. when you find those guys who tell on themselves about what teams they watch a lot and what they don't watch. Mm. Yeah, Josh Adokash uh, is pretty good too. Probably should have mentioned him. The guy yeah. that currently plays there. But hey, well, if you're picking them just on this year alone, Alex Johnson's outplayed it. So if you're picking it just on this year alone, Ruby Garrick still isn't in the top eight. So that's good. Uh, Alex Johnson, Alex Johnson's in the top two. He's had a really good season, I thought. But anyway. Um Do you th- you think Alex Johnson had a good season? You? I mean, I always think Alex Johnson. Yeah, was, that was that's a shock. I think <laughs> no, I think defensively he's been pretty good. I think he I think he stood up to most of the tests he's had to face. And I think, you know, he's been a little bit of a victim of their attack not humming, but um I think he's been okay. I'm obviously trolling a little bit when I say he's been top two, but he's been good. Uh, but, <laughs> oh my God, this 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 has to win this week. So I shouldn't say that. Uh, Rabideau Robert. Our backs are a lot smoother with Murray at first receiver. If I was coach, I'd be looking at putting Murray at seven, Arrow at lock and host on the edge. Ilias was a spectator today. A show and go is all he has and that won't cut it in first grade. Let him speak. <laughs> <laughs> Veteran takes. Put it in veteran Vet- takes. Okay. It's good to it's be one or the take. other. Very um, good and take. I, and uh, resulting from the same game, I believe this is in reference to the Brent Naden no try. Peter Nosworthy. It's, it is a knock-on by the rules, but in my book, it's not a knock-on. If a player is juggling the ball, it touches a defender, and he regathers it. Play on in my book. That's one of those ones. It's like, well, in your book, if you if you did what you did, what happened there, if you re- had it happen twenty other times, you would have called nineteen of the other ones knock on. Also, it happened. It, it happened in this game at the other end of the field, yeah. like ten minutes later. But it was a much more blatant one. But whose book did it happen in? Yeah, I mean, was look, if what? So if one of those is a try, they're both tries, by the way. And it was it Jai Arrow at the other one? Is it Cameron Murray? I can't remember. It was a forward. Jacob Post? Yeah. I don't remember. A South forward did a really bad one where they knocked it on like a meter and it hit a Bulldogs player, then they caught it before it hit the ground. Like, let him let it go. Yeah, in my book. Let, let the boys play. Um, all right. And if you want to, if you want to nominate your own rookie takes, uh, you must remember our Patreon subscription service, patreon.com forward slash number rookies. You get access to a Discord server, rookie takes. Like I said, question time, priority, enter next year's culture and cup, and you get to come to our magic round meetup where we have a venue and a time and a date confirmed for magic round where we will be. Hanging out, playing Nintendo, doing whatever. Uh, it was a great time last year. It, pro- it will prove to be a great time again this year. And a special thank you to the people in the top two tiers on our subscription service. They are Chris Avenel, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, JCG, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Joey Gooch, Josh Brandon, Josh Tommy 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Ferguson, Matty Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Mike Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I'm sad, never trendy, party keg, Pete Vulture, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneider Pilled Scores, Simo, uh, Simo, Seymour Butts, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, TV, The Black Vegetable, The Human Ice Cream, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Woz. Thank you so much for your support. To everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens, thank you as well. And Mitchell, without any further ado, let us get into questions. Are you serious? <laughs> We're going to have any questions. Okay, question time. Patreon.com forward slash MLB Rookies. You want to guarantee your question gets asked and answered on this podcast. First question, James Hughes. He says, Eels 2019, 2020, 21, 22. Is there a difference? Do you mean in the, the quality of team? What difference talking here, Vanguard? You think that? Um, what does he mean? Like in, in terms of know. what? Like the team, are they better, worse, different? I don't um, know. They're... It's tough, right? Like I always, I never, 
Like I, I think never last in twenty eighteen. So well, yes, <laughs> I never fully bought into this idea that Parramatta were chokers. Like you look at the teams they lost to in those finals games. Like they lost to the Storm, the Rabbitohs, and Penrith. Like not exactly muds. Um, mm. And they were pretty competitive. Like they were winning that South game until they got steamrolled in the second half. They probably should have won that Penrith game last year. And oh, they got they got towed up by Melbourne, didn't they? I can't remember that game very well. Um, we were at our, we were at my thirtieth when that game was on, so I don't remember very much of it. But um, uh, I don't know. Like it's just weird, right? Like I, I know it's dumb, it's cliche, but only one team gets to win at the end of the year. I think they're a really good team. Like. That's some mm. bad week sometimes, but they've got some really good players. Mitch Moses is the best halfback in the league right now. He is. He has been this year. He's been better than Nathan Cleary. He has. Mm. Um, so maybe that's different, I guess. That's a good thing. But I don't know. I feel like overall they're worse this year than I expected yeah, than last year. I, I it's it's only been a few weeks, but hey, they beat Melbourne already. That's good. Yeah. But the defensive intensity from Para hasn't yeah. been there like it has been in the past. Uh, a lot of guys aren't are... running as hard as we saw them run last year as well. So. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, that's, you know, 21 points from the Tigers, 20 from the Titans, only 14 to the Dragons, but, you know, 28 to the Titans again, whatever. They concede multiple tries in every game so far, which hasn't been crash hot for them. And I don't know, it doesn't, there's a long time to go. I do feel, I feel like as well with the Eels, I think, other teams are starting to step up to them more as well, if you get me. Like, there's a bit more guys trying to roll up, like Gutho. And there's a bit of other teams taking them as one of the better teams in the comp, which usually means that they lift against them. We, we saw it again on the weekend. Like, Dane Laurie was returning Surfer Gutho being a tosser last year. We've seen a couple of those ones now. But it does feel like teams are trying to take it to them a bit more than they had in the past. And I'm not sure what I think of Parramatta anymore this year. I really thought before the season, they'd be one of those teams that had been in that top four. And I even put them in my grand final for a hot take. And I'm, I don't know if I have that same faith as I did then. And maybe I will in a few weeks when they're, fi- they're finally fully fit, but I don't know. Mm. I'm not, in, I'm not in love with what I'm seeing. Yeah. Uh, Bill Cloud X. Uh, oh, okay. I are supporter mm. of both the West Tigers <laughs> and the Minnesota Timberwolves. You poor bastard. <laughs> Uh, it has been a difficult life I have lived. With the Timberwolves on my life, on my mind, sorry, is it fair to say okay? the Tigers? Well, the first one he said, I are. Yeah. That broke me. He, he did it. Uh, is it fair to say the Tigers win last night is the start of a similar run that the Timberwolves have been on over the last year? Well, BS, I hope not. Because they play South this week. So is James Tedesco Kevin Garnett? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, no, like it's, it's been like early. beloved, beloved I know, stuff. I, know, I had but, to go elsewhere to win a championship. But Kevin Garnett left like way later, though. Like he That's totally true. like gave it a red hot crack. Like he was. There I guess it what... would be like if Benji had never won one, and then he won one at South last year. Yeah, he was there so... for like twelve years. Yeah, it's you know, a long time. Yeah. So um, also, I don't think Kevin Garnett ever said anything hurtful to anyone. Like, like James he came back. Just... He finished. He finished at Timberwolves. You know, he came back. So he got frustrated yeah. with losing. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, I know they're not going to go on that run. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really like the Timberwolves' young core, and they've lifted it over the last year or two. And they weren't supposed to make the playoffs. They did. They won the first game against the the Grizzlies, which is an awesome performance. They have they ooze and drip swagger from some of those guys. Like Carl Anthony Towns hasn't stepped up in big games in the past. Hasn't had many opportunities to do either. Mine, but guys like Anthony Edwards and like D'Angelo Russell have been different for them. And whilst Pat Bev, overrated shit player. Uh, I think he helps the attitude in that area, in that team. I think he helps them. I don't think the I don't think the, the Tigers have the attitude for it, mate. Like, um, yeah, and um, yeah, 
no, I, I, I don't watch enough basketball to have an opinion on this. Yeah. Ben Roberts, if you were a newish coach and your job was dependent on winning games and quickly, would you pick the best possible team? <laughs> or would you have a bunch of players around without any real plan without catering to the actual needs of the team? <laughs> yeah, that's been the tough thing with Kevy. He's like that dude, like he does, he's coaching for his job and this is what he's doing. The selections. Yeah. Uh Dave, with Ricky Stewart clearly not fit to select teams anymore. Would Campo, Shark, Bones, and Dave get the Boomerookies endorsement to become Kemba Raider selectors on a platform of purely based, vibes-based selections? And I'm talking Terry Campisi starting six, Tom Leroy the Hiles on the bench, Shafosky back at fullback, etc. I mean, I, I'm all for it. Tom, so I. I mean, yeah. I mean, anything I'll, that... Any, yeah. Great. I'm Sounds all good. for it. Yeah, mate. And... Uh, it's one of those things when you just it goes, you just go, it can't get any worse, can it? And you pick some old Raiders legend and it can get worse, but you just, yeah. that's how the selection table works, right? You're like, ah, Marshall Chalk can't be any worse than Simi Valley. Get, get Dane Tells back. Shillo, yes. bring him home. Shillo. Uh, Michael Gregson with Cleary taking unders for the boys <laughs> starting from his next deal. What are the odds that any of the boys actually follow suit and don't accidentally take up all the cat space again? <laughs> it is massive. It is massive unders, isn't it? I mean, he's, it's still $1.1 million. He's worth two mil. Yeah, but it's like, you know, he, he'd probably get 1.3 or 1.4 someone else, right? It's like that unders is like, oh, that's not really, uh, it's not really keeping true. the boys together unders. Yeah. Um, have they not realized with the way Targo's taken uh, Burton's spot and the way whomever will take Kickout's spot next year that like they can just let a lot of these guys leave and they'll, they'll just, they'll, It'll just be next man up. Like, well, Cleary's the only. actually know that, but they like bitching about it a lot. Yeah. Too. I think they were like, bots, I, yeah. like, Cleary's the only one that's a real unicorn. Like, Toto, maybe as well, just the way he played, like, the his yardage and his aggressive runs out of, off the wing. Like, they're pretty unique, too. Um, hmm. Louis is a great player, but there's other good 5.8s. Like, Cleary and maybe Toto are really the only ones that are like unicorns. And Isaiah Yo is a fantastic player, well. too. But, um, but yeah, like, Burton was great, but they've replaced him already. Kickout was great. They'll find someone else to replace him. They'll find someone else to replace Stephen Crichton if someone wants to go pay him a million dollars a year. They'll find someone else to replace uh, James Fisher Harris. Oh, he's actually really good. Maybe they wouldn't. He's, but, he's but, fine in 2026, but, though, mate. Like, that's yeah. the thing you talking about Penrith there. That's the main thing is that they actually, whilst they do bitch. Who is locked is, in for the long term? Right. Yeah, now? exactly. There's a clear understanding at that club of who are the good players. Like, Cleary is, is locked in. Fisher Harris is 2026. As well, Dylan Edwards is 2024, but they Dylan Edwards probably is on a decent deal for them, cheap, you know. Uh, Moses Leota 24, Jerome Lawai 24, Isaiah 24, uh, and then some other guys are up next year. But the only other guy locked up that long was Mitch Kenny, whatever. But as you can see, though, there's a pretty solid core of five odd players have locked up, and whilst they've lost guys like Kickow for the future, like Coruscant, and we've seen them lose last year, like Burton. They will do their best to retain, like you said, a tall or probably Crichton again. Like they, they know what they're doing in that regard. So whilst they have lost players and they bitch about it, they are certainly aware of the ones they're supposed to keep first, which a lot of other clubs struggle with that. A lot of clubs like, the, you know, my teams is like, let's just sign them all. Yeah. And then they're not that good. Like, oh, fuck. What do we do now? We just sign them all. Like, whatever. But they, they've been good at that. So I think they'll... um. They'll probably re- send Crichton against so Chris Stephen Crichton feels like Kalen Ponga that it feels like every year his contract's up. Yeah. But he'll probably he's get good. But like yeah. he's a good, but he's a guy who I could definitely see getting a huge deal somewhere else and they just get some guy in who's well, 
just as good. For mine, he's actually I'm a big Stephen Crichton fan. I think he's a great player, but I'm with you, man. Like they re-signed Edwards for three years. I'd be like, if Crichton wants a similar steal on more, eight one of the ones I might actually go, you know what? Like get your million dollars somewhere else and play fullback. Hmm. Yeah, and maybe they'll be signed after that. Oh, mostly I sits in it. Did I mention him? He's signed up as well. Anyway, next question. Lifelong Dolphins fan. If you lose okay. a game to a clutch Tigers play, should you be forced to fold your club? It's Yeah, I mean, it can't feel good. I mean, and I'm saying this as someone who was there as Michael Cheekham scored pretty much in my face in Golden Point in 2009, 19, 18. Yeah, he did it to us as well. Yeah, that sucked. That really sucked. So I feel you. Well, not yeah, you, but- Matty, because you're not an Eels fan, but I feel the point that you're making. I mean... uh, I feel you too because the tight the Tigers really have failed in clutch moments forever. It's very rare they win those close ones. Hence leading to the reaction from their fans, mate. They're desperate for a win, but like that's not very often. So it's not a great one for an Eels fan, that's for sure. Oh, uh, here we go. This one. Bunga Bungard's mentor. Yeah. There you go. It says now that I don't know, I don't know who's mentoring you, but here he is. You know who that now is, that, right? Yeah, I do. I don't know okay, who's good. your mentor, but here you are. I have no idea. Now that Michael Madge Maguire has unleashed Luke Brooks by putting him in the sixth jersey. Are the Tigers guaranteed to reclaim their rightful position of ninth? Uh, I. Why are you doing? Why are you making fun of your own team? I don't know, but mate, they should be pretty. They've got excited being fifteenth, but you know what? We're going to climb back up to where we belong. He also tonight. spelled Michael Maguire wrong, but of course he did. Yeah. He, yeah, there we go. And his next question: Who? What will the news call journalists write about this week? <laughs> um, uh, Kalen Ponga. Kalen Ponga, that's a good one. Um, maybe Kevy. Yep, might get a bit of pressure. Maybe Latrell uh, Mitchell somehow. Yeah, it could be. Uh, they'll be back on the Tigers next week, mate. Don't you worry. Oh, it's coming. Adric, should the NRL take an opening game to USA or expand to promote the game other ways first? I we talked about this on Tuesday show, but like I, I would have fun. I would go to this game. We'd make. I. I mean, whether I mean, you already said you're coming, so I'm holding you to it. But like. <laughs> It'd be fun to go. You you could any any footy fan that wants to go could use it to, as an excuse to go around America for a couple of weeks. It'd be a great time. But from a growing the game point of view, I have absolutely no idea what it is doing to help grow the NRL apart from injecting some money into it. And like that, yeah. I don't know if that's really growing the game. Just getting a payday from like DraftKings or some American <laughs> gambling company. For like a one-off game that exactly, Americans exactly aren't going right. to care about. I mean, I what's mean, good thing? Like, there's going to be what? There'll be like 15,000, 20,000 curious people in that gigantic stadium in in LA. And well, the other problem we're facing, and it's one of the things they're talking about. If they're talking, if they want to talk genuine, genuinely about the game being watched in America, they understand time zones. Do they? Do you know? I watched the grand final. Good. I watched the grand final at 5 a.m. in 2015. It was terrible. Yes. And like, like for us over here, what works good, right, is West Coast sports during our day, right? Yeah, it's awesome. Now, you see, the problem we have is that 8 p.m. at night in New York is 6 a.m. You know, it's like 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. So games are either at, games are either starting at like, midnight east coast time if they're daytime yeah. games or they're starting at 4 a.m west coast time if they're nighttime games like it's not a palatable sport it's for not time zones and for a, for a country with a lot of choice of sport that's within their time zone 
yeah, that's I, probably not the great one. I, I love America, and I think that if I think Americans, if they watch rugby league, would enjoy it. But mm-hmm. there's, it's not going to happen. Like, let's just be fucking realistic here. Like, they're not going to, we're not going to carve out a massive American audience of like lunatics getting up at three in the morning to watch South Feather. They're not. Okay, gonna, there is every sport in the world wants a piece of that market in America. Let's be honest. Oh, there's money there. That's what the NRL said. Oh, there's money. Let's go there. We'll get money. It's like, no. The gambling company might pay them to go. If there you once. if you actually want to grow the game, if you actually care, you'll bankroll the US League. Yes, you'll correct. Some... That's exactly what it is. But because like not... there are so many, I, I'm not exaggerating here. There are thousands, thousands of guys who athletically wise would be better than anyone in the NRL, anyone, and they're just like doing nothing or they're working their day job because they didn't quite make it to the NFL after playing yeah. gridiron in college thousands so if you actually cared about making rugby league better and this would end up being bad for us because within 10 years we'd lose every single international Mm -hmm. tournament ever again to america but if you actually cared you'd back their domestic league the one that i don't know what it's called but my beloved brooklyn kings are involved but although there's a this dueling leagues mate is there oh okay yeah um, there's always there's always dueling leagues of course there are well you'd back there's north american rugby league and usa rugby league course there is but like you'd back that right that's how you want if you want to grow the rugby league in america you make the product in america that people can go to every week and mm-hmm. watch in a time zone that makes sense every week and you know what it probably could work because people love american football and there's a big chunk of the year where it's not on yeah and there's and lots there's of people a lot of athletes mate like pour over somewhere mm. like, like a lot of guys miss nfl yeah Hell, people who miss college football programs can go play rugby, you know, rugby league. Yeah, probably. But it, it's one of those things as well. It's like the, one of the issues with doing like NFL locally is the cost and the equipment and the injuries. And that's why there's like a lot less lower league stuff. Could be a little rugby league and you a bit easier, a bit cheaper to set up. Hmm. But yeah, I what you said and the, the, what they said in the press release about saying bring it back to grassroots here if it was really about expansion into America or interest in the game that money would not come back here yeah but it's not it's about a one one off cash grab where they can get it and comparing it to the NFL going to here and going to uh, so going to London and stuff is just it's wrong so because we go to London every year forever in a better time zone. and the NFL is a global product it is I went to I went to this the other week how it's the most like it's the most watched sport league in the world like even though people don't watch NFL, it's just how much it's watched, you know. Like, and it makes the most money of any sports league in the world. So yeah, it can't, one yeah. day we go to NRL is gonna be like that. No, crazy. Like we can't even get NRL watched in half the fucking country. Yeah, like seriously, focus on fucking Australia first. Put a team in Western Australia already. Had enough. Yes. My beloved Fighting Mongers is in Adelaide. Do it. Hurry up. And yeah, and I believe you. You know, you can focus on a few. You can get. A game over there, whatever, whatever fucking sake it is, and games other places similar. But what did the origin in California do? Did rugby league take off thirty years ago? Uh, it gave us that funny video that was played on Boots and All every week, uh, where did, they couldn't run through the like, banner properly. Yeah, doing one-off games, it's going to do fucking nothing. Yeah, nothing. Anyway, uh, Luke Ferguson asks, "Who's been your biggest surprise and slider for this this season so far?" I'm guessing team-wise. Yeah, well, we did players on Tuesday's show, so team-wise. Um... Sharks for my own mind. Yeah, I, I think know. they're they're the they're the biggest surprise in a positive way. In a negative way, I think um like no one is really Raiders like, you look Knights, at the Titans. bottom, like I mean some of us had the Raiders finishing twelfth and they are currently twelfth. So 
Yeah, but they've been disastrous, haven't they? They've been like so, they, in, so, some of us saw it coming. Like, okay, some I had the I had the ninth, tenth, right, and they're eleventh. But they yep. started so well and they've been shit house last couple weeks. Like they've probably been a slider as well. Mm. And, I, and again, also I had the Titans outside of mine eight as well, right? But most people didn't. They're a disappointment as well. Uh, no one on the ladder is apart from Cronulla being too high and the Cowboys being too high. No one on my preseason ladder and now is shocking. That far away. Yeah. So I don't really have a slider in the wrong direction because I'm a genius. The so. Rabidos. Oh, yeah. That that hurts. But I mean... Yeah, they're fixing I mean, up now, but the three yeah, and three, uh, not where they you, want you to be. You throw the Broncos game out because that was a weird game and we lost because of an intercept. But like they've lost... They just lose to the Storm and Penrith every time they play them and they beat every other team. That's been the case for two years. Hmm. Long may it continue. Just play someone else in a grand final and we'll be fine. There you go. Uh, okay. Over on to Discord. Uh, Wayno, it pains me to say this. Cam Munster is an amazing player on his day. With their current squads, how much influence do you think a player like him could have on a potential Spooner team like the Tigers and Bulldogs? Uh, He's not that guy, hey. Who? Munster? Munster. I love Cam Munster. One of my favorite players in the league. He, to me, is not the guy you can put on a shit team and he'll turn them around. Guys, have you not seen like the four games that Melbourne have lost in the play mm-hmm. or, or even Queensland have lost? Recently? The world's worst like, loser. This dude is so used to winning. He is an absolutely terrible loser. Like he got, he, how many, like he got Sinbin in the grand final. Like he just starts acting like a complete shithead when they're losing. He is not the man you want when your back's up against the wall. He might be the best player in the world right now, but he's not the guy. Mm-hmm. He's not the guy you want going through a shit team and turning them around. And, you know, whilst he's a great footy player, he's not exactly one of those guys from what we've seen anyway, that's going to go to a new team, impart better methods on them, you know, teach some things about playing in the halves, leadership. Like, that's not going to be Cam Munster. So obviously he'd have a, a good impact, right? He'd make a difference, but I don't think he's one of those guys like you can see a signing at the start of a big turnaround. I don't think he'd be the dude he added to like the Bulldogs or the Tigers and just go bang, things are better now. Like, yeah. obviously, the teams are taking him if they could. Like, Brisbane, I'd love him as well, for example. We're down in that, that slop with those guys. And it's not going to fix all of our issues. If it'd fix a giant one, but not all of them. Hmm. Uh, okay. Michael slash RCB Sharks. It shouldn't teams be trying to kick over the silent other league rubber league one on PlayStation all the time? <laughs> Why is this kind of trickery not exploited as much? Yeah, I guess, is he referring to the Reynolds, Reynolds dropout? One. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that was disappointing. Um, yeah, I don't know why teams don't do it more often. I don't know why teams don't do it more often. He kicked really well when we were in the contest, and then he yeah, did that great kick. And he tried one early in the year, but that's like, yeah, grub it along the sideline kind of thing, drill it. Far less risk than the chip for 10 meters for competing in the air kind of thing, you know? If it doesn't come off whatever, they get the ball like 30 meters out anyway. Yeah. Uh, ben, okay. Uh, ben Quagliata. Who are the best athletes named after countries? For example, Willie Tonga, Stephen <laughs> Island. Uh, <laughs> You've got so to have It has to be sure. first. It has to be first names, right? The last well, Tonga and Stephen Island. The last. Oh names. well, then yeah. So well, Michael Jordan. Jeez, that's a Jordan is a country. Well, we kind of ruined the game, haven't we? Yeah, that's a, well. That was over. That didn't last very long, did it? <laughs> Chad um, Townsend. I'm trying to think. So many ones that are first names. Yeah. Um, Sam Moa was a popular answer we got in the replies. That's pretty funny. That is funny. I can't get part. It was be ruined. Michael Jordan was it. 
<laughs> There's nothing else now either. No. Oh well. Ben Quagliato, would you say Parramatta or Blindsider by this Luke Brooks to six ambush? Yes, I would. Yes. Uh, oh wait, he's um. Did we ask this one about breaking down expenses of the club last week? No, we we did not. It came in. Uh, yeah, that, I, yeah. I, did I miss that? Because I feel like I lost out. Anyway, uh, we wouldn't. Uh, we'll ask this, but we wouldn't. I don't know this answer. But Mario mm-hmm. Seagulls, would you guys have any breakdown? So, way of breaking down expenses of running a club. Yeah, obviously salary is covered, but obviously a ton of other expenses. What goes into making a club profit versus loss? Well, mate, you can um, read the financial statements. I honestly don't know the answer to the question. It's like in Moneyball when he makes them start paying for their own sodas in the vending machine. So soda obviously costs a lot. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's um. You could look at it. You can look at each team's balance sheet, like with their the public shareholder stuff. I haven't looked at Brisbane's in a long time, but I look. I used to read the NRL's financial report every year. Didn't the last one had not enough information in it, but there's obviously their expenses and the way they make money. But a lot of it, mate, they just get given the money from the NRL to stay afloat and the pokies. Not a fun, exciting revenue affair, but that's where mm. a lot of it comes from. Uh, we've been asked about Dufty and Super League before, so I won't do that one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Snyderfield scores say why do the bunnies play on Good Friday and not you know <laughs> to Sunday <laughs> I don't know that's a good question um, I don't know I have no idea they just always have I mean not always but like it's been a pretty good pretty solid like, Anzac Day aside it's the most consistent tradition in the league now so yeah yeah. Uh, rough belly slash the dill defender says what are your top Fox Sports commentary stop phrases hmm. for example <laughs> They said challenge mode is no big moment in the uh, context of this game. Uh, you should get the ball to, and where's he supposed to go? Beautiful. Surely he's up there. Yeah. Can't I can't sit Ennis anymore, mate, because he just gets focused on that kind of stuff, like players and simulate, does my head in. But he can't disappear. You just got to get the ball to. They both gotta, good. Mate, you just got to get the ball to Katani's. Like, the Tigers in that game, like they they haven't even got possession on the weekend. They're, he was working on their line, and, and it's like, gee, you just like I see the Tigers hit the ball to Luke Shamalai Lua more, wouldn't you? It's like, dude, is that like a delayed commentary phrase? Like, did you mean to say that two minutes ago? <laughs> like, they haven't got um, the ball, Chief. Another one that pops up a lot. Oh, they're just looking for reasons not to give tries. Yeah, that one. Hate that uh, one. Just wanted it more. That's the other one. Mm. No, I don't like that. Oh, you uh, can't fault their effort. Can't fault the rocket. Uh, no, something in the context of this game is terrible. Mm. Uh, one I hated, not, well, not good one, but I, when Nat Abel was commentating, commentating, I used to hate the, it's going to be a try. It is terrible. Ugh. Anyway, next question. Uh, Corey Goat, should the NRL bring back Monday Night Footy so the Tigers can make the eight? <laughs> yes. Why not? Uh, M, Parramatta are frauds. Discuss. We've kind of discussed them being frauds, but yeah, not a great looking loss. And uh, I don't know, like the, they did beat the Storm, obviously. Storm were down on cattle then, but they've got this, they've got a few weeks now. We're kind of get a better picture of where they're really sitting. And they play the Knights in Newey, they play the Cowboys in Darwin, and then they go to the they go to Penrith, play the Roosters at Magic Ground, and then they're the Sea Eagles. We'll have a pretty good image of what we think that team actually is at that, that point of the season. Um, 
Justin says, is the Tigers' resurrection, resurrection Easter Monday more impressive than what Jesus Jesus Blake did? <laughs> Should stories be written about our Lord and Saviour, Jackson Hastings? Sure. <laughs> yeah. And V8 Tigers says, Mitchell Moses, in fact, Judas. <laughs> he is. Not Judas' day, mate. It wasn't. It's not his day. Uh, Brenton Sloan, where is the best place to sell secondhand leashes you don't need anymore asking for a club <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good uh, Mario Sieg the Tigers fans telling me Hastings was signed as a 13 so he should play there those people in fact fucking morons who deserve to follow a team that sucks well like there was chat about that There, that was a discussion that was taking place yeah. at I've the time. always been pro taking Brooks as 7 and like if we'd stayed with Volando ball rules, like he probably would have been quite good at 13. But as it is, he's been great at seven. So, yeah. That's, yeah, that's where he belongs. Uh, Thorsten says, so I left Foxley running after the game and caught some of 360. How do people choose to watch that crap every week? Uh, mate, you just don't. I don't know. I have no idea how it, it rates, but mate, people are watching every night. Every night, something, you know, stupid and quote said on that is on Twitter. People love, I, watch, hate watching that shit. They love hate watching. I would like to give some people some advice. And we've, we've touched on this before, I think, but I'll reiterate a previous point. I, I don't know if I've said this on here before, but maybe I have. Like, life is too short and there are too many things that bring us joy and make us happy to waste your time like listening, consuming media that is designed to provoke and upset you. Mm-hmm. And like, I had this with a, a podcast I used to do religiously, like a football podcast I used to do a couple of years ago. And they, during COVID, they changed the format of the show. And they went from like, it was these four dudes, it was called the Football Ramble, right? And it was these four dudes who'd been doing it together for like almost 10 years. And then during COVID, um, I don't know what the exact reasons were for it, but they started going to three person shows, but it would be two of them and one other person. But it would be like some, it would be like a polished, it would be like if suddenly one week instead of me, and no disrespect, it would be like if instead of me, it was, you know, Yvonne Sampson. Not no disrespect to her, but like it would just be a completely different vibe. Or it would be like if one week instead of you, it was Braith and Astor. Like well, that sounds worse. Yeah. It made, was like, I was like, it sounds okay. <laughs> oh, fuck off. But like they just did that, right? And like it was fine, but it no longer had that point of difference that made it different to other football podcasts. And I listened to it for a while and they have a Reddit page, and a lot of most of the comments are the same, like, oh, this sucks, we hate this. And then Within a couple of months, the Reddit page has completely died up. No one posts on it anymore. I stopped listening to the show because I'm like, I don't enjoy this anymore. I'm not going to sit here and listen. They've chosen to go in a new direction. I respect that. It's not for me. I will not listen to this show anymore. And I haven't. And a few of my mates who listen to it too have also stopped listening, by the way. But like, and, and that applies to NL360 or a TV show if you don't like the plot lines that it's taken or a sport if you are no longer enjoying it. Like, mm. just... Just don't, just don't do it. And, and people go, they say, oh, did you hear what? Like, so like people get riled up by Skip Bayless or Colin Coward. It's like, how do you allow yourself Why to fall for it? this? Like, can you imagine sitting down and watching whatever his first take knockoff show is called on Fox Sports for three hours every day in America? Like, first take's different because Stephen A. Smith is objectively the funniest man in the world. So that's that's fine. You can put that on and laugh because he is just so fucking hilarious. But it's like. Why on earth are you putting yourself through watching like panel shows where you actively despise everybody involved and they're just saying things that piss you off? For rugby league, I watch the games and that's it pretty much. Yeah. And I used to 
have 360 on like a decade ago before it went real nuts. So in the moment it started getting really, really shit, I'd stop watching. But I used to put it on TV because it was like rugby league content. There wasn't much of it yeah. out there. Then I found podcasts and I did my own. And now I don't watch like I don't, as you said just then, I consume rugby league media like I would say like our Twitter, our Discord, our Twitter is a rugby league media I consume. You know, I yeah. don't go and seek any other outs. I don't and, like And it. as you said, when there is a really good moment on one of these shows, someone will send it to us or it'll be on social yeah. media. Like when yeah. Cooper Cronk went on like a 15-minute thing last year on that episode of NL360 that was awesome. I watched mm. it because people told me that it happened. And I just went back and found it and I watched just that. And it was great. Cooper Cronk's awesome. But that's all I watched. And it's the same that sometimes there's a... Sometimes even Phil Gould will have a really good thing to say or Billy or someone... And you'll hear about it and you can just consume that. You don't need to consume everything else that comes with it or around well, it. Yeah, I actually watched 20 minutes of Phil Gould's podcast last week, right? Because, you know, even though I know everyone knows I'm not a big fan, there is times and moments where it could be interesting. And he was talking about the Anthony Milford situation. And he yeah. had a lot more things to say and a lot more information and what had been published. So I listened to it. He knew what Anthony was doing, what common things went wrong at South, whatever. I listened. Good. Interesting. But I would never listen to that just out of listening to it. But what you, what you say there, like, 360, I don't know why people do that. But when shows change and get worse, I'm shocked you don't listen to Ramble anymore. You love that. And it's bizarre to hear that the show has got worse. But there's been shows, mate. Like I used to listen to around the NFL religiously. Yeah. You know, for years. And it's not that I don't like it now. It's okay. But I don't listen every week. I listen to sometimes. Like I used to listen to everyone. Every offseason one's similar. Just something about something changes. Like, you know, not committed. And TV shows are the same as well, mate. I'm happy to sink a show when it goes to shit. Well, yeah, I mean, like some things are awesome and you stick with them and others just, they you they run their course. Like you can't, there'll be people who listen to the show who don't enjoy it anymore and they stop listening and that's totally fine. And yeah. that will happen with just about everything. Like, I mean, I go back a few years and the podcasts I listened to, the, the, the three main podcasts I listened to every episode were the ESPN fantasy show with Matthew Berry and Nate Rabbits. That's, and then, that's like seven years ago. Yeah, and, <laughs> Nate, and then Nate left. And it wasn't mm. as good. So I stopped yeah, listening. Right. And Bill Simmons, he listens to every episode of the Bill Simmons podcast back in the day. I listen to mm. the Cousin Sal Super Bowl preview bets one now, once a year. That's it. And Ramble. So I went from consuming those three podcasts combined. What is it? Two or three episodes a week of each. Like, you know, nine, 10, 11 hours of that stuff every week to Did zero. Mm. And that's yeah. fine. We, things run their course. Same with around the NFL. I'll listen to it if the Ravens have won or there's a really important issue. But like, especially now in the off season, I'm not listening to NFL podcasts in April. Like, I don't care about the draft. My team will pick some good players. They'll pick some shit ones. I'll worry about that later. April's for Premier League and NRL and a bit of basketball. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> here to listen to. Same with actually. Same with um. Well, what I, the it's called no dunks now, but what used to be the starters and before that the basketball Jones like. I always enjoyed Basketball Jones back in the day before they got bought out by the NBA. And like, I listened to every episode. I really loved it. That was back when I watched NBA pretty much every day. And I still download that podcast. I still have it downloaded every day out of loyalty. But like, I only properly listened to it really during the playoffs. Like I've listened to the last couple of episodes. It's great. It's still great. But like in, and I'm not you, like in you know November, I'm not watching the NBA every day. So I'm not going to listen to five hours of NBA podcasts yeah. every day either. And I get people listen, watch these 60 for what it was, there wasn't much else to watch, if you get me. But it's like now there's not just our content. There's so much rugby league content. I wouldn't go near it. Like that's pretty much me. I wish wouldn't go near it. It's just, it's it's made to upset you, made you angry. And it's by people for, in 
for my opinion anyway, I don't respect anyone's opinion on that show anymore. Or maybe they, yep. I did respect Ben Eikens. I don't respect I like anyone's opinion on that show. On, that's it. So anyway, next question. <laughs> the Cam Munster error. <laughs> Is Michael Ennis laser focus and commentary on feeding a certain player on every team just due to the fact he was carried to a grand final win by feeding Andrew Fafita? <laughs> Michael Ennis was really good that year. Yeah, uh, angry. Why can't the Tigers rise? <laughs> sorry, why can the Tigers rise with Jesus, but not Tommy Radonikus? That's actually a great question. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Justin, after the move to six unlocked Brooks' running game, which other halfback to swap jersey numbers? Alternatively, which five eights have a running game so shit they should wear the number seven so I get some play permanently? Matt Moylan, yep. seven on, don't run, yep. stop running. Uh, I don't know. That, well, he didn't really run the ball more, Brooks. It's just avoided. Yeah, but uh, I don't know who's got, who's a six that we'd like to see run the ball less. Moylan's pretty much it. Yeah, most of them I like. Look at them go. I say. Yeah, I mean, you don't want Kieran Four and running the ball like more or less, for example, at Manly. Yeah, he does it like three times a game, and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm cool with that. Uh, okay, next question, Luke. Which teams have been? He already asked us that question on double. Day. He's done it. The, the the double up. I like it. Uh, Gilby, with Channel 7 deciding to run yet another Hey Hey special, what no, are they not. head of TV shows? Are they, are they? Should they continue to try and bring back? Are they, is that happening again? Uh, surely no not. Way. All right. I mean, hang on. I'm Googling this. First of all, Hey Hey Saturday was on Channel 9, not Channel 7. Um, but, but Hey Hey, well, Channel 7 is the one who brought it back. There you go. What? They did what? In, in 2020, 2021. Yeah. They, they brought yeah. it back. Right. Wait. Oh, so Channel 7 brought it back. Yes. Even though it was on their biggest rival for like okay, 50 so years. Fo- following a $1.2 million ratings boom last year for Channel 7, they considering uh, bringing it back permanently. That won't work. Do, you, do they understand that people will watch things once and then that's it? Yeah, do this they, is funny. Do people, do people go, oh, the, the, the Fresh Prince reunion did great. We should bring back the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and just have it every week. Well, it's not how funny, it works. So it's rated $1.2 million, right? Then it says in this article... Whilst it's attracted older viewers, it managed to bring in 400,000 people between the ages of 24 and 54. Is 54 now in the same age bracket as me and you? What does that mean? <laughs> what? It's like, How people is that the same? It's not. That's not a young audience. There's no chance anyone under the age of 30 watched this. My, my God. Like, I mean, yeah, who under 30 watches TV? Bro, th- well, back that's a great man. point. Dude, this shit oh my was God, lame. And back. This was sh- shit was lame as hell and racist when we were kids. Like, why would we want it back now? Yeah. Uh, what's that dude that chatted a lot? What's that? The- Dicky Knee. Oh, the best part about this is, right? That's the ostrich. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. No, both. We're Dicky right. Knee. Yeah. Yeah they're, yeah. they're both things. No, the best part about that is the dude who did Dicky Knee, John Blackman. I don't know if I'm right about this and I'm not going to fact check it. And this might be libelous, but like, I'm pretty sure I saw stuff on Facebook like, when like during these revivals or reunions when um when people were talking about all the like racist and sexist stuff that hey hey did I th- i'm pretty sure he was just digging in and being like no nah, it was all fine it was a different time i don't apologize i'm pretty sure that's what he did yeah, which i, I do kind of that. respect but yeah. it's insane and this person should not be platformed i mean give me a fucking break it's back Everyone on april that- 24th on a saturday night there you go uh, um, let me guess. We'll get it. Have, have we had the article yet from Daryl Summers saying, "Oh, you couldn't do it today. Couldn't do what we did today." And he is doing it today. He's, it's Daryl yeah. Summers on it for Christ's sake. Of course, sake. He, yeah, that's the best part. Also, like, go back and watch that shit. It's incredibly racist a lot of the time. There's a great clip someone put of like all the times they said fucked up shit to Kamal. Yes, 
And that's also just sometimes back then people watch things because they were on TV, right? It's at yeah, the dumb three TV Seinfeld, channels and nothing else to do. But things were on TV, right? So on Saturday yeah. night, that was like the th- best thing on TV. And nostalgia only, as you said, people flicking it on for once only only lasts so long. If it's garbage, people will not keep watching it, like because they can just watch a million other things now. Oh, well, I can't believe that's coming back. Anyway, next I mean, question: Who gives a shit? Actually, no. Which show should they bring back? Sorry, what's it? Uh, it's amazing. Oh, of course, amazing is the correct answer. Yeah, amazing, I watched yeah. it on um, I watched it on YouTube again, um, like the other day. It was still good. Sweet. It's a with uh, those little cunts that know how to spell everything. It's like they'll bring back spe- so after the finally that killed was it neighbors died. Neighbors died. Yeah, neighbors. That'll died. come back in twenty years. People remember it. It'll be the same thing. Yeah, I was right by the way. I'm not going to read it all out, but I found the Facebook thing. Like, yeah, he, he defended. He pretty much defended all of it. Okay, uh, Ralph Belly says, which illegitimate Tigers victory is, is Fox most likely to make a puff piece about? Mate, Fox don't like the Tigers. They're not puffing up any. They're in illegitimate victories. Yeah, come on, mate. <laughs> uh, and then Matty McP is asked about, this is about the Warriors signing Mitch Barnett. Has a club ever tried to be hated by more people than their current Warriors organization? Matty, you literally stopped supporting the Dragons because they tried so hard to make you hate them. Yeah. Well, funny, it's like I used to have feelings for them. As you know, for a long time, I, I was like you did. pro Warriors, but they killed they it a, so fast and so easily. They were third team painful. after Brisbane and the Cowboys. And the Raiders. Fourth team. There you go. Yeah. Well, our good friend Pythagoras Arell, when you're mentioning that, I may as well mention it on here. He did, he did a, like a, a survey, and I just found it interesting about like rating, like fans responded, the rivalry survey he did. And it was like fans were responding, like, hey, which teams they like or hate the most. And I just realized, like, I'm such a basic bitch. I thought I was, like, unique with the teams I liked and hated the most. Apparently, it's the same as every other Broncos fan. Like, so the Broncos have no team that hate more than a four out of five, which I thought was surprising. But, like, we sympathize the most with, like, the Raiders and the Warriors and the Tigers. And yep. That's me. I'm an idiot. I like but... the Sharks and the Eels and the and then you could, one of the things that like, always explains the, the Broncos Cowboys rivalry or Titans like the Bronco the Cowboys and the Titans by far and away hate the Broncos more than the other club for example that makes sense it does I don't hate anyone anymore I don't have any hate the left Bunnies fans most hate is the Roosters so you do well, yeah. you hate them yeah uh, and then I think have, do Bulldogs fans hate us more than Roosters fans do I reckon but but you're you're one sitting there about three out of out of five uh the Panthers Seagulls Storm Tigers, Dragons, uh, Bron- Bulldogs, Eels. Broncos are less hated by your fans. And all Hang on. No, 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 no. All right. These people, just because the Bulldogs suck now, that's why they're so far down this list. The Bulldogs should be second after the yeah. Roosters. The Bulldogs are a bit lower down on our list too because they suck now. But I, I still yeah. the Bulldogs. So. Like, I don't hate the Storm. They just beat us all the time. Like, no, let's see. Yeah. And you went the other way around. You wonder who hates you the most. Some of these other teams, by the way, like, you look at like who hates them. There's another list. I, anyway, it's... Pythagoras rolls. Look at it. 2022 NRL rivalry survey. Look it up. And if you want to look at it, who hates some South teams look at, and no one hates them. But you guys are most hated by the Roosters, which yep. is one of the highest peaks. It's like almost five. Yeah. Uh, Roosters, then Bulldogs. I know. And it. then there you go. Dragons and Tigers. Kind of. Yeah. That, that, those all make yeah. sense. They yep. do. And then yeah, bit, a bit of a slide down. Sharks don't hate you guys. There you go. And I don't uh, hate the Sharks. That's because we're kindred spirits. When I, where's where's Rabbit's one again? And you guys don't hate the sharks. You hate the sharks more than like six teams, apparently. Your fans do in general. I don't hate the sharks. Yeah, but it's um, it's just quite interesting. You look at this thing, and you know, for example, you asked me about my Titans hate in the past and similar. The Broncos like second yeah. most hated team on here. Just really? it's like oh, we're all the same. Is who is is it? Cowboys first for you? Did you say? 
No, so Brisbane, it's like Storm first. Cowboys oh, okay. I mean, the Storm do beat you every time as well. Yeah, so then Roosters tightens like third and fourth and everyone else not so much. I'm assuming everyone but hates the Storm except for the Bulldogs who have that yeah. weirdly good record against them. Then you look at teams like, if you look at the Cowboys. Yeah, but who, no, one, no one, apart from Broncos, like no one, I'm assuming no one hates like the Warriors or the Cowboys, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, okay, if you look at the Dolphins and Titans too, but sorry, they don't like um, those clubs, I don't think. Both of them because they've lost to both. Like they have a little rivals with both of them. Yeah, yeah, they don't like the Warriors much. There you go. They might be that war- team that hates the Warriors the most. But if you look at uh, the Dolphins one, because obviously these are fans like on Twitter and still responded. And yeah, Titans do hate the Warriors more than anyone. There you go. And the Storm was second on the Warriors hatred. You can see our good friend Maddie's vote because, like, I don't know how many dra- Dolphins fans would have responded to this. The but Dolphin fan second most hated club is the Dragons. <laughs> you know yeah like bullshit but there you go anyway next question two more left Reese Brown will CNK still be at the Raiders in 2023 seems like a perfect uh, Reese Walsh replacement in New Zealand I assumed he was going to the Warriors next year do you already assume CNK was going to the Warriors I thought he was I thought like he was off co- I thought he was I think his contract ended this year at the Raiders it does not that just seems like a thing that like is going to happen doesn't say well, makes sense. And by the way, bugger, my mouse has died. So if you could ask the last question, it'd be great. Oh, Just, okay. There you uh, go. <laughs> you stitched me up here. Uh, yeah, B8 it, Tiger. Who got nailed harder at Easter? Clint Gutherson or Jesus? God, Gutho. Thanks for throwing me that one. There, there you go. Well, mate, yeah, my mouse has died on, on the uh, spot. Sure there we go. No, I've got it back now. Oh, there how convenient. Anyway, no, uh, USB charger plugged in there. You'll see. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Sharks Dragons being the most intense rivalry above Bruce's Souths, but that's pretty spot on, I think. It is. No, that's I mean, Dragons fans had a banner that said "Bomb the Shire" at one point, which was in pretty bad taste. Let them speak. Well, let them speak. Okay. Anyway, that's the questions. All right, we did it. I'm proud of us. All right, I'm, uh, I'm you, okay with us. I wouldn't say I'm yeah. proud. Well, less shame. Less, less shame. <laughs> less shame. Fantastic. All right. We've come to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Uh, enjoy this weekend's games. Go Souths. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me.